Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Doctrine Matters podcast. If you listened to the last episode, you know that I opened up a big can of worms in talking about should we tell our kids as Christian families that Santa Claus truly exists? I talked about lying being a sin, and if we tell our kids there's a Santa, then that is sin because we're lying, and uh, therefore. I don't think we should do it. So I figured, why not go ahead and continue this opening of cans of worms and talk about Christmas. As many of you know, or it's likely all of you that are listening or watching this right now know that Christmas this year happens to fall on a Sunday. December 25th falls on a Sunday morning. And uh, if you're hearing this, today is 12-6 when I'm recording this, so we're looking at this Sunday being the 11th, and then a little over two and a half weeks, or about, yeah, just a little over two and a half weeks until Christmas Day, which falls on a Sunday, and there are many churches that I have seen on social media, that I've heard from other friends and other people. I've heard many churches that are closing their doors on Sunday, December 25th. So I figured uh, that we should go ahead and cancel church everywhere, all over the place, and uh, wish you and yours a Merry Christmas. That's uh, uh, obviously not what I'm going to say here, because uh, I don't agree with closing the doors on Christmas Day, just because it falls on Christmas. And I'm going to tell you a couple of three reasons maybe. We may even sneak a fourth reason in there. I don't know how many reasons I'm going to give. I'm just going to give you some reasons why I think that it is not prudent to close the doors of the church and not have a normal corporate worship gathering just because it's Christmas Day. First and foremost, right out of the gate, we celebrate the birth of Christ. Now, I know that many of you listening, many of you watching, some of you may say, well, uh, the Bible would give proof and evidence that Jesus was likely born in the spring, maybe even early summer, somewhere along in there. So December 25th is just another day. And uh, you may be right, but this is the day that we in America, I'm just going to use our context here in America, this is the day that we have chosen to celebrate the birth of Christ. and not only is the birth of Christ a, a time to celebrate, we celebrate in Easter of the death of Christ. Now, it just so happens in my church, we're going through the book of Luke, and in God's providence, we are teaching through the Passion Week uh, during the Christmas holiday. And uh, we're not going to let up from that. We're going to keep going because both of those things are very important in the life of a believer, in the life of churches, because... Uh, we celebrate the birth, we celebrate the death, even the burial and the resurrection of Christ. We uh, we celebrate the ascension, and uh, we celebrate the return of Christ that is still to come. So we actually celebrate these things every day of the year. But given that it is Christmas, given that it is Christmas, we celebrate that birth of Jesus. We come together uh, to worship and 
why not come together on Christmas Day to worship with the saints? Because it, it is Sunday, a time that we are to gather corporately as the body to worship the Lord, exalt Christ, and build one another up. So it's all about Christ. That's what Christmas is about. If you were to listen to my last episode about Christians and Santa Claus, uh, that's the common ground that we found as Christians is whether you do Santa Claus or not is Christmas is all about Christ. And that's what Christmas should be about. So to cancel church on a day that is reserved specifically to celebrate his birth in our country is to say that Christ is not as important as you make him out to be, in my honest opinion. I saw a, I saw a, um, a poll on a social media, Facebook group, social media, a Facebook group that I'm a part of uh, that went something like this. Um, your church can't, uh, the church you're visiting or a member of cancels church on Christmas day. You're either one, not going to return to visit. You're going to find a new place to visit. You're a member and you're not going to be, be a member any longer. You're leaving or you're a member and not going to leave, or you're a visitor and it doesn't really matter. It's not a deal breaker for you. So, uh, that's, uh, kind of the, the thought process going around here, but for a lot of people, it's not a deal breaker for a lot of people. It is that church is canceled on Christmas. So I think that number one, right out of the gate, we should not cancel church because we're celebrating Christ. It's all about Christ. And if you want to know my true thoughts, Sunday is just like every other Sunday, whether it falls on December 25th or Easter Sunday or any Sunday in between. It is a time for the church to gather and worship together. So we should not cancel church just because it lands on a holiday, a holiday that has been commercialized, by the way, which I think leads into a lot of the people's a lot of churches thinking and canceling church because this is a time when families visiting, maybe churches uh, have a lot of family that are uh, families that are going somewhere. And listen, if your church is a smaller church and uh, you know three quarters of your families are going to be gone uh, visiting other family members for Christmas, I would encourage you to still have church because somebody's going to show up. And God's word will not return void. We know that. But a lot of people's thinking around this is many of our church family members are going to be gone. Uh, uh, a lot of their family members are going to be in town. But when did we ever come to this idea that family is more important than Christ? Here's the problem. We treat Sunday, uh, the day that we gather to worship the Lord, as just any other day these days. We don't take it seriously. We don't take the holiness of this sacred day, we don't uh, seriously. We don't. We don't think about how this is a command in the scriptures to gather and not to forsake that gathering. Hebrews ten twenty five. So the Bible doesn't say to forsake the gathering on Christmas Day or any other special holiday. It says do not forsake the gathering. So whether it's Christmas, whether it's Easter, whether it's any other Sunday, we should never forsake the gathering of the saints. We should never cancel church on Sundays for anything. Now, uh, just a sidebar here. Uh, many churches canceled because of COVID. We're not talking about COVID on this episode. We're not talking about whether they should or shouldn't have, whether that was right or wrong. We're talking about Christmas Day, a time that has been commercialized, a time that has been set apart to, to really exalt family and friends over the risen Savior. 
So a lot of churches have this idea that many people are going to be gathered with their families. They're going to be gone. So why not just cancel church? Let those people spend time with their families. Here's the problem. The Bible says in Luke chapter 14 that, and I'm going to paraphrase this, that if you can't, if you don't hate your mother and your father and your other family members, then you cannot be my disciple, Jesus says. In other words, I'm just going to put that just simply is if you put other things, including your family above Jesus Christ, then you are in sin. And Jesus himself says you can't be his disciple. So if we put family members before Christ and the Lord's day, then we are in grave sin and we must repent. That, again, is my own personal thought on the issue. You may differ from me. And uh, you may have reasons why you think it's okay to cancel church because of X, Y, Z. And I would just simply say that it's the Lord's day, Sunday. Um, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. When we gather on the Lord's day, we sing together, we pray together, we listen to the preached word together, we give from a cheerful heart. We do all of these acts of worship because we are commanded in Scripture to do so. And to neglect that gathering, even if it is on Christmas Day, I believe it is sin because we have even commercialized Sundays, so to speak, that it's just another Sunday. It's okay to miss here and there. It's okay because uh, we go most of the time. It's not going to hurt to miss this time when in reality, if we can be there, we should be there. And if the leaders of the church can be there, they should be there, especially on Sundays. Now, if this were to have fallen on a Wednesday, you can make a case that, Uh, The Bible doesn't tell us that we should uh, neglect the gathering of the midweek service or whatever. Right. Uh, So this could be a whole nother topic, whole nother argument, whole nother discussion. But this happens to fall on Sunday, the Lord's Day, the day that the church gathers to worship him. So we have to put our family to the side and say, hey, family, because I love Christ, I love the word. I take gathering with the saints seriously. I'm going to get up on Christmas morning and I'm going to church. Now, I would love for you to come with me. I'd love for you to come with our family to church and uh, even, you know, just visit, just hear the preached word, whatever the case may be. But just know that I will be and my family will be gone for a few hours this morning because we are going to gather with the saints on the Lord's day as we worship him. And uh, I think we really have to be willing as Christians to say, hey, I love Christ more than you. And I know that's hard for people to say, especially in our culture, because we we raise people up to this level of love that we almost make it equal or even greater than our love for Christ. When you look in the book of Revelation and you see the letter written to the church at Ephesus, they have lost their first love, which is Christ Jesus. And um, they say, repent and return to your first love. So a lot of Bible-believing, professing Christians this 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 Christmas will say, you know what? I go to church all the time. I'm going to uh, not go today, spend time with the family. We're going to open gifts. We're going to enjoy a good meal together. We're going to watch movies together. And I just think that is sinful, in my opinion. And listen, I know, I know, I know that there are many out there that might disagree with me, and that's okay because this is my conviction, not only as a pastor, but as a believer. I couldn't imagine not gathering with my church family on Sunday, whether it's Christmas Day or not. And what a beautiful time to gather in church is on December the 25th. 
Now, it's interesting in my church, I've already told them that during this season, we're going to continue the narrative of Luke. And it just so happens that on Christmas Day, we're going to be talking about the thief on the cross, both thieves, actually, one that's just hurling insults and stuff and mocking. And then the other one that that's uh, basically saying, don't forget me. And Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. So we get to talk about heaven. We get to talk about eternity. We get to talk about the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ on Christmas Day. So it's just a, a beautiful day that in God's providence, he's worked out for us. And the same is to be said for every church that gathers on Sunday morning. It is going to be in his providence that you're going to teach whatever you teach, whether you're continuing through a book of the Bible, whether you are teaching a straight uh, Christmas message, whatever the case may be, in God's providence, he has already sovereignly worked that out for it to be for his glory and the congregation's good. So I want to encourage you, don't neglect going to church on Sunday, December the 25th. And you may say, well, what if my church decides to cancel on Christmas Day? What do I do? What am I supposed to do? Well, a lot of people are saying you need to find a new church immediately. That's not a church. I would say back up and just think through this because I used to be one of those guys that would just fly off the cuff and say whatever I was thinking and not really sit back and think about it. James tells us to be slow to speak. Um, so I'm, I've really learned that in, in over the last couple of years as the Lord has worked in me is really just taking steps backwards and thinking. So if your church doesn't meet, if they close the doors on Sunday, December the 25th, should you or should you not find another church? Well, I think it would be wise to take a step back and evaluate the entirety of the church and the time that you've been there. Think about your leaders, your elders, um, those that are in uh, decision-making um, seats, so to speak. Um, does your elders, do they teach and preach the true word of God? Is the gospel primary? Um, are you growing in that church? Are you growing spiritually? And I mean, truly growing spiritually because you're learning the true word of God. Uh, those are some things to take into account. Um, and, and I would say maybe it's worth having a conversation with your pastor or your elders as to their reasoning behind this and uh, maybe even lovingly call them to repentance and to change their mind and to keep it open. Even if it's even if there's five people there, I mean, again, God's word will not return void. It's going to do what it's going to do, what God has ordained it to do. So even if you're preaching to five people, it's worth it because it's the Lord's day and people have come to gather together. So should you leave your church? I would say, that is a time that you should spend in prayer with the Lord. That is time that you should spend in prayer with your spouse if you're married, uh, talking it over with your family, and definitely talking it over with your church leadership. I, in no way, shape, or form, would talk about them behind their backs. I would go straight to them, schedule a meeting if you need to, or just pull them to the side before then and just tell them your concerns and your convictions and and uh, ask them why they're, they're canceling church. And then uh, just kind of... Go from your conviction there, use discernment, and if you need to find another church, find a biblically sound church that you can attach to pretty soon. Uh, and if you don't leave, then don't continue to talk about the issue. It, let it be settled and continue to go to that church and give all you have in worship and fellowship with the other brothers and sisters there in that local congregation. So the, the question of whether or not you should leave is kind of really up 
up to you between you and the Lord, between you and your family and between you and your leadership at your church. So uh, I would say this, don't just fly off and shoot from the hip and say, we're leaving without thinking it through clearly first. Uh, again, that's something that I would have done years ago is just been like, I'm done. And, you know, there's there would have been a, a small scene made, especially in my early years as a Christian. Uh, but don't do that. I'm not advocating that at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm advocating the exact opposite. Be slow to speak. Think clearly. Use wisdom. Use discernment and do what you think is best for the glory of God. So uh, uh, why else should you not cancel church? Well, uh, because people want to be there. People want to be there. Simply put, there are going to be people that want to be at church on Sunday morning, and not everybody has family. Not everybody has family that's going to come in. Not everybody's got family that they can go to. A lot of schedules even uh, are pushed out a week or or, or week early or, or what have you due to many different things going on in people's lives. So there's going to be people that want to be in church and they're going to be in town and they're going to be ready to walk through those doors and worship together because it is the Lord's day. So you're going to have people that don't want to leave and you're going to have people that still want to serve. <clears throat> I've heard this. One of the reasons why people have canceled church is to give their volunteers a break, give those that serve a break. And I don't know. I think that's a, a cop out. I think that you can you can potentially even tailor your worship gathering to where those that volunteer and serve all the time can actually sit and enjoy and somebody else can step up and volunteer and serve on Christmas Day. And they can sit with their families. Maybe they have families that are have come in from out of town that they can sit with and, and, and just worship with together. So have someone else step up. This may be a beautiful time for somebody that wants to serve or wants to volunteer, but just doesn't know how to. You could use this time to say, hey, we're going to ask all of our volunteers to show up, sit with your families, enjoy Sunday morning, serve if you want to. Now, there's people that are going to say, I don't want to not serve. And let them serve for the glory of God if they want to. But give that opportunity for people that don't normally serve to actually have this time to step up and serve those while your volunteers can rest with their families, but in the pews or the seats at church as they worship together for the glory of God. So uh, that's another reason people are going to be there and then or they're going to want to be there. And then there are people that could actually step up and serve and volunteer during this time, especially if you have a congregation that mostly are going to be gone or not there for whatever reason. And it's what we would call a skeleton crew. Um, that's just people that can step up and do things that they don't normally do. For instance, uh, we've got a couple of guys in our church and, and listen, coffee is not the, 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 the end all be all of things, but we have coffee drinkers in our church and we love coffee. We don't have coffee bars. We don't have all the big stuff. We don't have espresso machines. We've got black coffee with sugar and cream, but we've got some people that make that coffee on a regular basis. But what's beautiful about this is just something as simple as the coffee in our church. When, when those couple of guys may be out, there's somebody else that's going to step up and say, okay, how much coffee do I put in a filter? And you tell them, they boom, I'll take care of the coffee. It's a beautiful thing to see people step up when other people are not there or if they're uh, just pulling back for, for a time just to rest and, and rejuvenate themselves. So just a beautiful and wonderful opportunity for people to serve. So I wouldn't um, not have uh, Christmas services just because people won't be there or because your leaders may not be there or your volunteers may not be there that you're used to. Man, let me tell you something. 
I am of the persuasion that, you know, we all have a liturgy. Every church has a liturgy. Uh, that's just the order of service, so to speak. So whether you have a formal liturgy or an informal liturgy, you have an order of the way things go. So I'm a big proponent of when you get there on Sunday, on December the 25th, if you've got a small number of people, you can scale back your worship service or your your gathering or your liturgy or your order of service on the fly. You can just adjust. So if you, so for instance, uh, if you've got a call to worship, and I'm just going kind of the way we do it. If you've got a call to worship followed by a prayer of adoration and a couple of songs and then a prayer of confession and assurance, uh, then another song and then maybe a kid's corner catechism time and then another song while the offering's being taken up and then the preaching. If you've got a small number of people there, man, find somebody that can just stand up there and sing joy to the world and sing it acapella if need be and pray to the Lord, read the scriptures and then tear into the sermon. Uh, you can alter your liturgy on the fly if need be. So you don't have to put uh, make this whole big thing go for, for a small number of people. Uh, you can keep it the same or change it. One of the beautiful things about being able to change things on the fly is uh, that it can be done. At just uh, for example, uh, last Sunday in our church, I had a, I've never had a cough drop full of honey. And it was during our second song, and I was about to have to get up to go do our prayer of confession and assurance. And this cough drop, this honey started coming out and it stuck all over my teeth so much so that every time I tried to sing, uh, I, my mouth would water. And if you've ever had anything in your mouth while you try to talk or pray, it, it can get pretty rough. So I looked at uh, my music leader and I just said, rolled my fingers like around like next song, next song. And he looked at me funny, but then lit into the next song. So the liturgy changed on the fly that day and it worked and nobody even asked about it. So I don't think that you have to continue on with your whole normal Sunday routine. Those things can be changed. Just gather with the church because people want to be there. Uh, it's a beautiful time to gather, to worship, just as it is every other Sunday. So. I don't want you to neglect the gathering of the saints just because it's December the 25th. What even better time to gather with the saints when you celebrate the birth of our risen Lord? Beautiful thing to do. So uh, I would encourage you to talk to your leaders if they have canceled and just try to fill them out. Maybe lovingly call them to change their minds and and uh, let them know that people want to be there, that it's the Lord's day and that. Um, you're willing to serve. You're willing to volunteer to help out if there are going to be a lot of people there. And if you haven't canceled church, or if your church hasn't canceled, praise God, show up if you can. Now, I know there are some reasons why people can't, um, but if you can show up physically and you're not sick and you're not in the hospital, show up and worship. If your family is traveling to uh, another state, another city, another place to be with your fam other family members on Christmas and they go to church or maybe you can ask them or look around for a good church to go to, but still go to church yourself. Even if you go out of town, go visit a Bible believing, preaching, teaching church. Um, this is not a day to relax on um, gathering with the saints. So I'll encourage you to go somewhere, even if you're going to be out of town, go with your family. If they go to church, 
and have some great conversation afterwards around the dinner table and maybe even opening gifts or whatever the case may be. Or you can get up early and open gifts then and have breakfast together, then go to church. So uh, either way, I would be a strong advocate to not cancel church on December 25th. And I would actually say it is sinful if it is done. So with that, I know you may disagree with me and I'd love to hear your disagreements. You can leave a comment. Uh, let me know what you think, whether it is okay to cancel church or not. Um, let me know what your church is doing. Leave that in the comments. And uh, you can always, if you have some disagreements or want to talk with me further about things, you can email doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com. Um, that's all lowercase, no spaces, doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can email me, all lowercase, no spaces, pastorstephendew at gmail.com. That's Stephen with a V, not a P-H, pastorstephendew at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-S-T-E-V-E-N. D-E-W at gmail.com, like Mountain Dew, Stephen Dew. Uh, so you can reach me at those two places, uh, or, like I said, leave a comment if you're listening on Facebook, if you're listening on YouTube, watching on YouTube, uh, how, whatever the case may be. I'd love to hear from you what your church is doing, what you think about canceling church on December 25th. It falls on a Sunday. But either way, love to hear from you. Love to just interact with you the best we can. And uh, hope you have a great holiday season, a Merry Christmas, and I pray that you're going to find yourself in a Bible-believing church on Sunday, December the 25th. Until next time, God bless.